0: This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. Our series is entitled, The Son of God, Understanding the Gospel of John, Part 2. A verse-by-verse audio commentary, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. Yes, this is the Gospel of John, and we are learning more about Jesus Christ as a result. Ultimately, the purpose of this gospel is not just to inform, but to persuade people that Jesus is the Messiah, the Anointed One, the soon coming King. And not only that, simultaneously, he is the Son of God. He is the Word, eternal Word, that put on flesh and dwelt among us. This is the glory and the majesty of this great gospel of John. We are beginning John chapter 14. There's 21 chapters altogether, so that means we're two-thirds the way through John's gospel. The title of this chapter, or at least the subject matter, is Believe in God, Believe Also in Me. Now, in this particular lesson, we are entitling it on the main phrase here, The Way, the Truth, and the Life, and is based on John chapter 14, verses 1 to 11. John's Gospel stands apart from the other Gospels, and indeed the entire Bible, because it's uniquely personal, full of feeling, full of depth. It is about somebody who knew Jesus unlike anybody else, part of the inner circle, the adopted, or shall we say, the foster son of Mary, or I should say she was the foster mother of John. Actually, John was responsible for her, not the other way around. But because Mary lived in John's home, he had access to information about Jesus, especially his first 30 years of life living as the carpenter's son in Nazareth that nobody else had access to. John was baptized in the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, day of Pentecost. And as we learn in this gospel, the Holy Spirit teaches us all things, and will bring to remembrance all things whatsoever has been commanded of us by Christ. I want to read to you a couple of verses here from John 14, verses 6 and 7, just to get a taste of what we're in for in this lesson. It says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him. And have seen him. Now, these are just two verses, but they are speaking volumes, volumes about Christ and his relationship with God. And so what we're going to do is I'll talk a little about these verses now, and even more so in the expanded program. But it begins with the fact that Jesus uses the phrase, I am. And as we've learned, he does something like seven I am statements in the Gospel of John. I am, of course is the divine name i am that i am so he's not just talking about who he is he's talking also about his unique singular identity as son of man son of god and then he says he's the way the truth and the life i believe he's speaking about being the way to god god the father that he is the truth Not just that he's God's truth, which is, of course, the most important thing, but that he is truth. He is truth personified. He will never lie. He conveys absolutely accurate reality. He leads to a path of life, and you can trust him that he is utterly believable, as well as one to whom you can rely on. He also says he is the life. Now, he's not just talking about existential Existence. He's not talking about breathing in, breathing out with beating hearts. He's talking about being the life, the best kind of life, abundant life, and eternal life. And he makes the claim that no man can come to the Father but by him. Now, whether we want to debate about no man can come to God or no man can know him as Father, except through Christ, we'll leave that for a little later. But he says you that have followed him, know him and you are known of God, and you have even seen God. This is going to be something that needs a lot of explanation, and we'll give it. I want to read to you now the entire portion of John 14, verses 1 to 11. Our lesson is called The Way, the Truth, and the Life. Again, from John chapter 14, verses 1 to 11. Let's listen to the Word of God. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. If ye had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me chapter 14 verses 1 to 11 and our lesson is called the way the truth and the life as i said we now begin john chapter 14 the 14th out of 21 chapters chapter 14 again the theme is believe in god believe also in me first of all jesus comes to reassure his followers he is giving comfort Indeed, we can call him a comforter, a parakletos in the Greek, an advocate that comes alongside and helps to counsel, protect, and defend. So, the first thing he tells them in John 14:1, be not troubled. The Last Supper has been progressing with the foot washing of the disciples, the identity of the traitor, the departure of the traitor from the meal itself. Now, Jesus gives full attention to the remaining 11 disciples. His words are words of comfort. Let not your heart be troubled. Very timely, especially since they had heard some troubling news. Troubling news one, Jesus is departing from them. Troubling news number two, there is a traitor in the midst of them. Of course, both pieces of news are unsettling in their own right, and they're hearing them pretty much at the same time. So what is the basis of now embracing trouble and sorrow or fighting trouble and sorrow and the answer is faith Jesus exhorts his followers to believe in God and also to believe in him faith has the power to diffuse worry and fear and stay focused on the grace mercy and peace of God yet it's not enough merely to believe in God many non-christians believe in God you also are called to believe in Jesus. We are soon going to find out why Christ must be in the equation of faith. That's why he says, believe in God, believe also in me. Verse 2 of John 14, my father's house. Keeping in mind the focus of faith and the peace that goes with it, we are told that in the father's house are many mansions. Now, this word mansions, can also be interpreted dwelling places. However, since we are talking about God's dwelling, and God is all glorious and victorious, the term mansion could actually be the most appropriate interpretation of all. Jesus then reminds his followers of his integrity. If it were not so, I would have told you. You can trust Jesus to tell you the truth all the time. For the simple reason, he is the truth. Then the Lord continues, I go away to heaven, and I go for the very express purpose to prepare a place for you. Now, all of this is to bring comfort to the followers of Jesus. Let's see what else he says to reassure us. In John 14, 3, he says, I will come again. So he's only going away for our benefit, And he's coming back, also for our benefit. He goes on to state that the disciples know where he's going, and they also know the way he was going. Well, where is he going? The destination is heaven. What is the way? Well, Christ is the way. This is something we're about to find out, and it is confirmed. But then comes a question from a disciple called Thomas in John 14, verse 5. We know him for his doubts, or we call him Doubting Thomas. But here, the doubts are asking an honest question. Lord, we really don't know where you are going. Therefore, how can we know the way? That's the doubts flaring up again. Here comes the classic statement, one that has been repeated so much Throughout history, and one that has been both either misunderstood or considered highly controversial, when the fact is it's a statement of truth from the Lord of Truth Himself. John 14, verse 6. Jesus utters among His most top sweeping statements about His own personal identity. As I said, it may be controversial and to some offensive. But either Jesus is telling the gospel truth, or he is not. Because here Jesus claims to be the personification of three key things. He says, I am the way, meaning I'm the only way, the only way to life and blessing, of course. He says, I am the truth. And here it gets really fun, because what Jesus is claiming is that he is universal all-encompassing truth, relevant for all people at all times. Now that's saying a lot, and either he is or he isn't. Then he goes on to say, I am not just the way and the truth, I am also the life. He is the prince of life, he is the author of life. This simple statement, if true, supersedes all the temple rituals of the Jewish people, and these rituals, of course, were intended to help draw people closer to God. Well, if Christ is the way to God, you don't really need those rituals after all. And as it turned out, the temple wasn't around much longer than Jesus. Perhaps another four decades plus, and then it's been gone all these 1900 plus years. But then it goes further. Not just the temple rituals are done away with, but it also refutes as it were, all other religions and creeds by stating that Jesus is the only way to the Father. Very challenging, because Jesus isn't just merely claiming to be one of several roads to the Father. He's saying, I am the only road to the Father. If it were truly the case that there are many pathways to God, then Jesus cannot be one of them, since he unequivocally stated that he is the one and only way to the Father. Now, I know for some people there may be a cringe because we live in a world of hyper-relativism. You have your truth, he has his truth, she has her truth, and all truths are equally valid. So say the relativists and the postmodernists. Well, either they're right or they're wrong. The statement of Jesus in John fourteen six is a challenge to such thinking. And, of course... It is possible to try to connect with God because, after all, people have been known to draw close to God and God's merciful and he can hear them and answer their prayer. But Jesus is talking about a way to the Father. He's no longer just God. We are adopted into his family. We are his heirs and we are joint heirs with Christ, Son of God. Friends, it's either true or it's not, and if it's true, we need to live like it's true without apology. Though Christ's claims are exclusive of interest, his attitude towards embracing all the people of the world, every nation, tribe, tongue, and kindred, is totally inclusive. That's why we're told to go into all the world and teach all nations. Knowing the Father and the Son. John fourteen seven. Jesus continues, If you have known me, you would have known my Father also. Now that you know me, You also know Him and have even seen Him, which is again another revolutionary statement from the Master. The Hebrew mindset taught that to see the living God could cause someone to die, perhaps because His glory is so blindingly bright. Now Jesus says His disciples have seen God the Father and basically lived to tell the tale. In verse 8, Philip, one of the twelve, asked Jesus to show them the eleven, the heavenly Father. Remember, Judas Iscariot was now out of the scene. That's why they're 11. Show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. This is a sincere request, but it will get a strong response from Jesus. In verse 9 of John 14, Jesus sounds exasperated. Philip, I've been with you a long time, indeed years. Yet it is apparent you do not know me. Let me state it again. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So now how can you ask, show us the Father? All right, if your head isn't spinning, then listen to this, John 14.10. Don't you believe and understand, says Jesus, that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. My words are not just my words. The Father, who dwells in me, he does the work. And therefore, finally, in John 14.11, time to believe. It is time To believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. If you're still struggling with this notion, then believe me for the work's sake. In all probability, Jesus is speaking about his miracles, which testify of his true and full identity. So if you just can't believe the words of Jesus all on their own, then just remember, this is a man that heals the sick, casts out devils, raises the dead, has the mark and favor of God written all over him. Believe him for the work's sake. Now our lesson is called The Way, The Truth, and The Life. And our lesson for life is this. Jesus makes some amazing statements about his singular and utterly unique identity. And these are backed up by his miraculous works.